0: morning all welcome back to another episode of the buddhist millionaire podcast this one i'm interested in well i'm interested in them all of course but this one for two reasons one i'm with my uh, brother from another mother i'll tell you who that is with a minute uh, in a second we were both blessed with the genes of shortness that's another story and um we're going to talk about writing all right this is a writer's special i'll explain why we got on to that In a minute. So uh here I just want to introduce you to my great friend, Mr. Les Babka. Morning, man.
1: Morning, Matt. Thank you. Uh nice to see you. And I can confirm we're
0: both very short. It's a sad truth. When I grow up, I want to be taller, you know, and all that. Now listen, we're on this today because uh And I've decided to put this under the Buddhist Millionaire Podcast because it seems that, well, one of the criteria for a Buddhist millionaire is uh, wanting to do what you like, right, wanting to follow your passion. And it seems that a closet passion for many people is to, one, sing to 50,000,000 people on a big stage in Wembley, we haven't done that yet, or two, to write a book. And you and I um, are both authors, so we hooked up the other day and because we're getting questions all the time, thought, well, why don't we take on some of these questions that people have? And between us, because you come from the self-publishing world and I come from the traditional publishing world, we can sort of maybe answer a load of questions. Now, I realize that the questions I've got here could take up a whole episode and on its own. So we'll have quite a general overview. But uh, what do you think? Sound good?
1: Yeah, sounds good. Uh, on the note of the Buddhist millionaire, I was actually thinking about it when I read your book. Mm-hmm. And you say I do what I like, but I think that what makes me, if I can say that, a Buddhist millionaire is that um, I'm actually doing writing just for fun or just pleasure. But my main thing is to take care of children. And despite I'm not making money on it, I'm saving a family about two and a half grand a month by just working with children, if you can say that working is a well, work sometimes. No, I
0: mean, and, and we talk about, in the book I talk about invisible currencies, right? How, how, yeah. how money comes and goes in different cycles. It, it doesn't have to be someone walking up to you and go, here's three grand for your book or, or whatever it may be. The, the true criteria of a Buddhist millionaire is someone who's got the gumption to go, listen, I've always wanted to be a whatever, what, whatever the list is, right? Mm-hmm and going after it and you're right whether that pays or not now somehow in this society we're in we have to make money in whatever it, way that comes even if it's you know your wife sponsors you or someone or whatever it may be right but enough to come in to fulfill your passions and you're certainly uh, qualify as one of those so that's good we'll talk yeah. about your little we'll talk about your book in a little while but let's um Let's look at this. We're probably getting stuff daily from people who want advice now I'm writing a book. So the first question I'm almost, uh, I'm asked. Well, I, it always starts like this. Hi, whoever. Saw your stuff on Facebook. Fine. We get that out of the way. I've always wanted to write a book, right? Well, how do I do it? So this first, <laughs> this first thing is about dealing with everyone who's saying, listen, if you want to write a book. Okay. How do you do it? Right, Les, what do you tell your guys and girls generic?
1: Uh, so, you know, I, I kind of say the same thing which uh, I think you told me and other people told me, uh, just just start, you know, you just start writing it. Uh, I'm a bit different because I looked on, uh, when I started writing my book, I had advice from you and I noticed that, you know, i done a bit of a research online and noticed that people saying, you know, you should allocate time and, and write it. Unfortunately, my brain is so cluttered and unorganized that I can't do that. I get bored very easily and quickly. So I kind of write in uh, spells. So if I've got the spell of thought coming in, I just write it down. It's coming out 15 minutes a day. I write, 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 write. Then, you know, review, write again, check it. I I follow your kind of recipe of printed out, reading it, editing, and, and going so on. But um, I, I don't have a constraint of oh I need to write something today. If if I have to, that's fine. Uh, well, if I want to, that's fine. I feel that I wanna I do it. If not, I just uh, give myself a, a break and just wait for the um, thoughts coming in and doing stuff. So, mm-hmm. but you know yes. the first step is always just write the first word and then everything gonna flow. From that I think yeah 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 no
0: that's good advice I mean my personal thing I I am I do restrict myself because I like you um I have my mind in many many pies and my uh my personal way of doing it is very much like meditation I give myself nowhere to go because if I do, I'm dangerous, right? I'm all over the place and then nothing gets done. <laughs> so I give myself nowhere to go. And my, so mine is in complete contrast, which is why I wanted us to do this together. Cause I know there'll be, you know, there'll be something from one of us to help people. But I do, I sit down, I have a writing time. Um, sometimes it's word count. So from my last novel, it was 2000 words before I could move. I did it in half hour, right? At the moment it's slightly slower because I'm developing the characters as I go, but it's still pretty much um, two hours, half hour on half hour off, half hour, on. Mm. just solid, solid, solid work and that can extend into a second, two hours later on in the day. But I, I'm just me personally, I'm better for that. Sit, don't move, don't think, don't do anything else, just do that. Um, and, and I guess people are going to find their own way on that right? That's why we need mm. two, two examples.
1: I think it's the personality trait as well, because Mm. you are very outspoken for you, at least from my point of view. Yeah. Uh, The words come easily and naturally in a flowing way. Yeah. For me, it is uh, maybe because it's my other language. I have to really, you know, if I've got some good sentence sounding in my head, I have to write it down because I start thinking about it. It's all starting grammar and stuff, and then I mess it up completely. Yeah, 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 yeah. So for me, it's the best of a good English in my clear, clear thought in my head, not being uh, interrupted by uh, other language and other things going in
0: life. That's a very good point, actually. That is a very good point. Something which I cannot speak of, which is writing in another language, um, which must be incredibly challenging. Yeah, I I have literally no experience of that, as you know, um, how to be a Buddhist millionaire is in Portuguese, but that nothing to do with me. That went through a translator through the publishers, so I you know um how just coming off track slightly, how is that it, have you have you written a book in have you ever started writing a book in polish?
1: No, actually no <laughs> because um, Polish is very complicated grammatically right and uh, as my wife says, you can have only one and a half language in the head and i I, I agree with that because more I'm using English, the less Polish I am capable to use right okay. Uh, to a degree that I'm going to Poland and start speaking to my mom in English when she looks at me blankly, what, what the hell? You know, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> so it takes me takes me about a two three weeks to adjust where I am. Yeah, sure. So then, if I've been like two three weeks in Poland, coming back here in UK, I have to readjust to you English language. But writing in English for me is easy. Um, it's just very difficult to my wife to correct it to a proper English. Because my English, you see, is much better than the original English. But oh, tell me, tell me about it.
0: As in, every, as in every person who's ever sat down with pen to paper, right? But, but this is an interesting thing because what you, it actually brings us on to a slightly different point is that you, um, when one writes, they realize that writing is not the same as the thoughts in our head. Writing is a completely different craft. And one of the things, one of the difficulties, and I think the obstacles people first have is when they come to put something down, they realize communication via word is a different beast to, uh, like, spoken word is a different beast to written word. There's a whole different craft to it. And that craft and that skill, I would argue, takes years, a lifetime. You'll never get that right. It's like martial arts. You never get to a high enough level. But, the, but I love that. I love the study of craft and structure and how words are different from how we communicate here i mean audience you can't see because this will be audio but i as a as a teacher i use my hands a lot now of course you you can't do that in the written words, so your your words have to be your hands and that's that i find really interesting but it's an art right you have to really work at that
1: yeah i i think i i find it challenging in a way that i'm um in two ways a my vocabulary is not as white as the English person who speaks ah. fluently uh, from birth, well, not from birth, but, you know, from a childhood. Yeah, yes. And B is because I try to use as much vocabulary as I am. I, that was in one of your books as well, or, or advice. I try to overcomplicate things. When sure. you can use the simple words, which are going to give the right meaning, I'm trying to make it more flowery. Yeah. And, you know, but that that's kind of my way. I'm constantly being told off on that because when i'm doing let's say i've done a couple of uh, mental health qualification in uk and you have okay. to write an assignment yeah and i'm kind of direct person as you know so yeah. i write in the one sentence you know that's clear sure. for me and then my assessor send me no you need to write something more in it it needs to be more flowery and
0: yeah. then i
1: go other way and they tell me you put too much
0: yeah that's an interesting <laughs> superfluous that's a really interesting stuff so i'll tell you <laughs> So partly that is, and, and I, I, I hear you 100%, part, certainly why I have done that in the past, right? And this is, this is kind of a bit psychological. But it's validation, right? When I was first writing, you make it cleverer because what, you're tr- what one, I'm not saying you, what, what a writer is trying to do is trying to actually, um, which, which I get on here about the imposter syndrome. A lot of writers say, oh, I'm not good enough. And one of the ways around that is they try and be clever. They try to prove to the world that they're clever. Eventually, I think we grow out of that. I think we realize it's like like the the person who starts martial arts, early belts. It's only the low belts who are always talking about fighting. Everyone else, like, so can't be bothered. It's just like, I've done this so long, I literally don't care. I just don't care whether I'd win this or not. But it's the white belts and the blue belts and whoever, whatever other colour are telling you what punch they could do. And it's the same with writing. So when I, when I you know, I've switched from, well, I do both, fiction and non-fiction. So in this novel I first did when I came out here, when I'm on. And uh, it was just so filled with absolute spots. <laughs> it really was. My... Renata, my agent, sort of as nicely as she could, went, "No, that's, you're going to change that. <laughs> I got killed, but that's good because it, it, you then start to go, okay, listen, you're, the fact that you're writing means you're a writer, right? Settle down. There's nothing to prove. Go out and and ultimately, see. The, the other thing is, I like words, though. I love the way words move and flow. So I think there's a difference between flowery and too big for your own boots." and just appreciating the the beauty of words. That's a different beast, I think. Um, And then I I try and read authors that do that. For me, Gabriela Garcia Marquez does that beautiful language, but it's still pretty tight. It's flowery, but it's not too much. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what would you say to people who, (laughs) before they start, who are already writing too much, what would you say to them?
1: Um, Just slow down and focus on the story for me um, I love reading memoirs and autobiographies I just mm-hmm. like reading them and more direct they are the more I enjoy them mm-hmm. you know the, the reality is much more surprising than fictional characters can be if you look what's going on in, in some parts of the world you would yeah. never come up with a story like that than people pulling it off yeah. So reading the, the, the kind of memoirs, it it's just gives me the feeling that I want to know you, not what you think about yourself. Does, yeah, that that's a great.
0: I love that line. I want to know. That's a re, That's so important. I'm writing this down. I want to know you, not what you think about yourself. That's a really good point, because the reader will determine, it's the reader's job to determine what they think about the story and or the author, right? That's a great point, Les, I love that.
1: It's hmm. a, you know, I, I kind of learned that through uh, more modern mean, uh, media because of uh, YouTube. I was thinking, you know, everybody tells me you have to have a perfect production, you have to speak well, you have to write the script, you have to read it out flawlessly. I can't do none of those things, but if I do, what happens if people come and meet me in person? They're going to be expecting me being something which I'm not. Mm. So I thought, ah, I do it my way and see yeah. what happens. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's not a growth as big as I would like to, but I do the same with my books, you know. As with the first one, I was trying to make it a bit more appealing to people. But then Anna read it, you read it, other people read it. And the feedback from there gave me the idea that... Um, Maybe I'm trying too hard. That's not really who I am. Mm-hmm. And i rather people read it and didn't like it, but then didn't have a mis product. If you see what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the amount of people who contacted me and have an interaction with me, either on a seminar or somewhere, um, didn't think that I'm somebody else than I am, you know? I think that would be the most disappointing. And it happened to me, but I'm not going to call names. But I went for a famous teacher who... It's a bit different in real life than on the on the screen. Mm, so it was yeah. huge disappoint, disappointment for me. And I want to save that to people. And I think it's just not honest.
0: Yeah, that, that's a very good point. That is actually that is it. Authenticity is important. And also I think in writing as well, it's individual goals, right? So when people mm. come to the to the to the laptop or the pad or whatever. Like for example. We're in different worlds, right? I write full-time. I've always wanted to write full-time. That's what I now do for a living. So that's a completely different thing to what you're doing, which you're a full-time dad, you're running your school, you've got your writing. Now, that doesn't make one better or worse than the other, but it does give them their very different paths. So I, for example, a lot of my days, trying to really work on the craft of it. know i want my work to be taken by the top public that's it for me that's a challenge to get my work taken by the top publishers why because it's really tough and because i'd love as a writer to reach that standard right but neither of those and so what i'm saying is and again why i asked us both to come on is because for writers there are so many different reasons to write aren't there and you can be a full-time dad or a full-time writer. It doesn't matter. If you've got a story to tell and you want to tell it, tell it.
1: Yeah, I think everybody's got a story. I was actually talking to John McLean, the, the guy who published the book yeah. days ago. Yeah, um, And he was exactly the same story. Now, I'm, I'm trying to write a book for, he said, years or, or something like that. And I said, why don't you just write? Oh, you have to allocate time. I said, just write 50 minutes a day. And I think three weeks he done a book very annoying because it takes me so much longer. But uh <laughs> I mean yeah yeah, <laughs> <you know. it's>... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for for me it was more uh, kind of uh, the whole book started for me writing uh writing down what I don't want to be to my children.
0: This, this is, this is the power. premise it's for just black yeah 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 yeah
1: because my, I, I I noticed that you know I'm starting to turn as we all into my dad <laughs> yeah. I,
0: thought,
1: I don't I don't like certain things by you know you think about something and it goes away sure if you write it down it stays longer yeah so i started writing that down um as a kind of myself reminder to not do things with max and and lauren which my dad da- done mm. Mm. and then it kind of i started enjoying it and i decided that you know um carry on and see what's gonna happen you know
0: that's the key isn't it that is the key if you love it do it if you don't no, I think great. with writing, if you're in it for the infamy and just, just to go, oh, I've written, well, that's also fine, actually. If someone just wants to go, I've written a book, that's a great challenge in itself, right? But, it's, but I, would, I would suggest that it's got to be passion-led. You've got to love writing because it's too bloody hard work not to. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to have obstacles. It's going to be hard. It's going to be challenging. So if you don't, it's hard enough even if you do love it. And if you don't, just do something else, man. It's just not worth your effort.
1: Yeah but then you would not you will not know till you know, try that's and I would yeah. encourage every, everybody to just you know sit down start writing give it a couple of months of uh, uncommitted writing and see if you enjoy it if not mm-hmm. you tried move on to something else maybe videos mm-hmm. are your thing or podcast or whatever but you know if you don't try you don't know
0: no i agree with you i absolutely agree with you all right so i think we both agree that how to write a book is simply one word at a time However yep. long that takes, you know, years, months, doesn't matter. You'll have your own stuff, but one word at a time. Don't think about the whole project because that's big, right? It's too big. Mm-hmm. Think about the back end of the book. You'll you'll never start. So just one word at a time, and then we're all good. Okay, cool. All right, so let's let's have a look at this, and we touched on it a little bit. Um, the imposter syndrome. Oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, I don't know how to write a book. You know, we touched on it a bit, but any advice for people who, and this can be true of anything, right? But we're talking about writing, so let's keep it on writing. But for those who don't feel they're proper, I've got my fingers up in inverted commas, proper writers. I mean, what the hell is a proper writer? I don't know what a proper writer is. But if anyway, I'm not a proper writer, so I can't write a book, what do we say to that?
1: I'm still fighting with this, to be honest, to be completely honest. Um... I think there is this. You image know, what we in should we should have
0: We should have Les and mat stickers. If we send you one, that we basically give you permission to be a proper writer, authenticated by lezard. Yeah. That sounds cool, actually. You hereby uh, are certified as a proper bloody writer.
1: Yeah. Um, so you know, I, I'm still in my uh, in my head. I think that's the image that. My mom used to be a printer. My brother is a printer. My mm-hmm. half of the family doing something with the books, either correcting or putting them together as a printer. I didn't. I didn't and actually know that. I
0: didn't know that about you.
1: Yeah. So it's kind of. Uh, I've been surrounded by the books. So for me, the real alpha, in in inverted commas, yeah, um is somebody who is uh, officially published. So. Although I uh, I am now recognizing myself as an alpha, uh, I'm still somewhere in the in the back of the head. There is you know, be like Matt, be like Matt, be like Matt. Publish, mm-hmm. publish. Um, but uh, my mind changed when I had the overwhelming positive reaction to my first book. Uh, as I was very shy to to publish it and advertise it, and you know I actually don't advertise, but But pushing it there for the media, I haven't thought to myself, you know, I'm not the alpha at that stage. But when the flood of positive messages, you know, hi, hi, I love your book, you know, I really, resonated with me. It starts slowly changing. Yeah, yeah. So I think, you know, it's kind of, we are the worst critics of ours, our own. It's a really good
0: point you say that because that's, it is interesting. Because ultimately, what we're trying to do with our work is touch the readers, right? And 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 they are the no matter all the gateways you have to go through for traditional publishing or whatever people think they have to go through to be a real publisher, right? Um, is that ultimately it's down to the reader at the back end reading your book in bed or on the bath or on holiday and it touching them and resonating in some way. So I completely agree with you. There's a massive amount of confidence, but I was very much like you. I what I wanted to have the agent, the traditional publisher. The book awards to mm-hmm. for two reasons right for me is that I, well three really i like the challenge you know you know mm-hmm. if i haven't done it i want to do it so that's one but also yes i wanted personally i wanted to push myself to write at that level because the simple truth is is the the traditional book world you go through a number of gateways of discern very discerning readers and editors so your stuff improves. And I realized this from Hardest Path, which was a sort of very small publisher to short books, which is a level up, right? Quite a big level up. And I realized that the truth is that you write better when you have a team because you're forced to. Like most people train better in a martial arts class rather than on their own because your coach is there, you know what I mean? Your Or your instructor is there and your friends are there and, and you're pushed. Whereas we'll probably like, uh, am I going to go and do my trading on my own? Maybe not. <laughs> and for me, for me personally, that's what I felt with uh, being traditionally published. Because I think if I can get through that, then I'm writing some really, really good stuff. But equally, as you say, if the feedback is coming from, um, ultimately it's down to this, down to this. If the feedback from the real readers is good, I mean, who's to say? Who's to say? You- I just, yeah, that, that's my that's my route. I, I, I always wanted to do that. And
1: I'm grateful so I've had a chance to do it. I I, I went the other way because. Um, or should we talk talk about it in the in the last section of your questions where we going to talk about? Uh, oh no, I say it here, and yeah. then I will expand yeah, we'll on do. it later. Um, so I didn't go the uh, official publishing route because I was afraid.
0: See, I that, I, drab- I, love, I love that honesty. I love that honesty. We could even stop the interview right there. And that's one of the things I, I most admire about you as, um, as you as a human, but also in Anxious Black Bear, is your ability just to go, I was afraid. I was afraid that someone would go, it's just not good enough. Yeah. That's fair enough, right?
1: So, so you know, I, I, I avoided that, avoided the pain. <laughs> Although um, to a certain degree, uh, I'm very proud of that i done it. I send the manuscripts to people who I admire in the uh, writing world so you uh uh Ian and um who was uh, uh, that was mm-hmm. not in writing world but to few other people um who read it and and I specifically said I want a really honest opinion. I don't want you to praising me for writing a book. I want you to know what it happens, and I'm fortunate that I've got good friends but I'm very fortunate that my wife is an engineer where she looks for flaws okay, yeah um, yes. flows and things go bad and, and is really good at English so she was doing a lot of editing saying right that doesn't, that doesn't work so in, in a way I've got some. you have to have somebody who honestly can criticise you and you have to be able to not take it it's very difficult to not take it personally but they judging your work not you yeah, and that's the big dis-, dis-, dis distinction.
0: Yeah,
1: and yeah, so I done that. So I had somebody to to criticize my work, and and you know, as you know, I done several manuscripts before it was published, and several different people was editing it,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, because some of my friends who decided to kind of correct my English, they actually Gemma was a she used to work as an editor, so she edited, but she doesn't have a martial arts background. Right. So some things was lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lost in translation. Well, as well. I, I, I'm that Anna is both martial artist and really good with English. So she can, she, and she knows me. So she, you know, when I write something, different people Nobody say in know. different way. Yeah, That's yeah, what's yeah. causing me so much trouble in uh, Facebook and stuff. Because I yeah. think I'm writing one thing. And there's 10 different interpretations. of. But that's that's
0: when you start to appreciate what you spoke about earlier, that the difference between the spoken word put down in words and writing, there as night and day different. And I agree with you. The trouble people get in with the stuff that if you're in front of someone who is moving, you could see their face, you'd be hmm. like, that's funny. You see it in words and you're like, did he just say that? Did he really just say that? And that, that and that's, that, that is the difference between wordcraft and what we said in our head written down yeah i yeah i see that tons tons Not, no i don't mean with you i mean in general in general it's like whoa oh no
1: i'm notorious for that the <laughs> amount of editing in my post is uh, you know spending half of a day i just and the other thing is that i i write quickly and can't be bothered to check <laughs> and then just i post it and just notice oh shit there we go again yeah. take it down and <laughs> do it again yeah but, yeah, yeah, but thanks to you, I'm not writing books like that anymore, because okay. I really enjoy your advice about you know write it, print it, read it, done it again and again and again, and yeah. I'm really stricting myself with that, so I make sure that I'm not sending somebody anymore the the first draft. I want to yeah don't send that don't
0: send it. anyone yeah. the first draft no one deserves to read a first draft no one's ever been <laughs> yeah. that evil in their lives to read an author's first draft <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it's interesting right because because the standards change, don't they when you come in as a beginner as a as a you know your first draft is the holy grail man you've just written a, a booker prize award winning genius only you mm-hmm. And, you know, and you think there's nothing wrong with this first draft. This is, uh, this is ready to go. Why are there publishers not lining up? It's only as you go through, and again, the white belt, blue belt syndrome, right? Mm. It's only when you get past that, do you look back and go, oh, that was horrific. That was horrific. <laughs> but, you have, but I think there has to be that degree of naivety. until eventually you look back and go, okay, first drafts are used for me and toilet roll. That's it. First yeah. drafts have no other <laughs> yeah. reason for, apart from getting what was in my head out somewhere um, and then the rest works. But but you can't get from A to Z without that experience, can you, I think?
1: Yeah. yeah. So for, for me, it's kind of one one more stage because I write the book, I, I, I print it out, I read it uh, and I don't do changes yet. I let Anna to write it down in proper English because it always comes back as a different book. Right, fair enough. So... I need to read it in English, what people are going to see. So it's kind of two different
0: books. Yeah, you English have a very book. different challenge to me. Because yeah. again, because of the language difference. I mean, I, I, would, I couldn't even, I mean, it's impressive that you do what you do. Because I could not write one word in Polish, let alone a whole book. So that's a very different um, scenario, isn't it? Which I just unfortunately cannot speak of. I just never had that.
1: But you know, I use it as well as a as a tool for learning my English. Mm. Um because yeah. I see I, I often watch Anna, which annoys her because I sit behind her and watch what changes she does. Yeah. Because that gives me idea of a visually how the sentence looks like. Yeah. And B how it should be structured in my head when I'm yeah. talking with people as yeah, well. Yeah. So yeah. I kind of use it as a as a learning. I don't have a time to go through all the um stuff you gave me kindly. Uh, on writing because of the children's school and and everything so that's my only opportunity to actually improve upon my writing if that makes sense yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah. but when the
1: kids gonna go to school and get more time i'm gonna be doing commit to
0: improving the craft of writing as it well yes fair enough and and that's the other thing as well it's going to be with you forever so you'll have different stages to develop different parts of it right at the moment, you're getting your stories down, and that's fine. And the craft can evolve because it is. It's a. It's a. It's a big deal. The craft is as much a part as the writing, I think. And it, you know, we just have to study that. Do you use? Um, and if you don't, I highly recommend and to anyone who's listening. This is not a plug. I'm not affiliated them, although I would happily be because I love them. Do you use Scrivener, the writing program?
1: I, I started using it, but um, I found it bit too complicated for me the other thing with me is the computer is my enemy. I can okay. punch it <laughs> so um, and because I've got Anna Anna is my uh, my corrector, so I do everything on the word and it, it, whatever corrections is good gives me, and then all the structure um, I think the comp the, the thing because I'm, it's my second language and it's not grammatically correct it interferes too much, mm. it changes it completely, and then Anna doesn't understand what, what I mean. So no, it's kind no. of too much of a process. It's easier for me to to write it my way when she understands now after nine yeah, years yeah, of yeah, suffering yeah. with me. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: and then it's easier for us to do it that way. But when my uh, English going to go up to scratch, uh, then definitely, because I can see huge value in that.
0: Yeah, so even been a life the- for me.
1: Same in uh, Grammarly. And there was other one, I think, you recommended to me.
0: Uh, word, uh, write, uh, word Pro, word pro ProWritingAid.
1: Yeah, pro yeah, they, they are all very good if your English is good. If <laughs> you see what I mean. Yeah, again,
0: it's, they're, they're, you're right. It does bring on certainly different challenges, certainly different challenges. Um, but um, Scriv, I would recommend to everyone. It's been a lifesaver for me. Now my so my last four books, so Buddhist Millionaire, was finished on Scriv, and then these these uh, well two novels now, which with my agent, and, and then this one I'm working on, all on Scriv. And it makes and actually I now even write articles on that because the way it formats and it's just it's just once you're right, you have to get used to using it and compiling and all that sort of stuff, which takes some time. But once you've got that, it's been an absolute lifesaver. Um. So we've touched on a little bit of this on to publish or uh, to self publish or not self publish. We come from both sides of the track. You self published on um, Amazon, don't you Yes well
1: i tried tried different platforms, but uh, the re- reality is ninety percent of sales is through Amazon, hmm. but for me, one hundred percent sales is on Amazon plus whatever I
0: printed out and, yeah. and, and through my yeah. website yeah. Um, and it's just, I mean, the advantage of traditional as well is that you get both. You get on Amazon and in traditional bookshops and sort of you have globally through Amazon, but on various things as well. It's just, it's just a, if you think of traditional, it's a bigger network. Mm. It's not one person, their network, it's a global network. Um, and you're it's sort of swimming in a slightly bigger sea because mm. just simple, it's simply you have bigger holding houses for the books. So it's, you know. Yeah. But can you, saying that, can, sorry, go
1: on. Uh, can you? Can you? I think that's going to be interesting for people. Definitely interesting for me. What's the process of going through the through the publisher? Can you do quick steps? Yeah, and I, then I might do quick steps for self-publishing. Yeah, please. So
0: um, for publishing, I recommend, and this is what I did. Uh, my first task was to get an agent. Right. So I got, uh, I was lucky to get an agent, Renata, and we had an uh, interview, she liked my work, we met, I liked what she was doing. So that works, that's step number one, right? I would recommend that, because a lot of traditional publishing houses don't take unsolicited unsolicited manuscripts, and unsolicited is people who don't represent them, AKA an agent, right? So even, and some do, but not enough for it to be worth your work. So an agent is kind of your go-between. You'll pay them a percentage, of course, but they will get you deals that you would simply not have got. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then then it's their task then to go out and pitch the book because their experience is, well, how long they've been with the publishers and this and this and this, and, this, and then it's it's up to them. And then whatever they come back with, you know. So Renata, so for How to Be a Buddhist Millionaire, she came back with English rights. Um, she also specialised in international rights. So we've got Spain, Portugal, we're just about to... Close, should I say that yet? Actually, I won't say that yet until the deal's done. I'm just about to close another country. Um, so, yeah, so an agent makes a massive difference. Now, of course, you pay your whatever you pay, but mm-hmm. I like working in teams. Do you know what I mean? I like the whole everyone wins. Um, and the only other thing to be aware of with traditional publishing is that, or if you've self published, is that once you've self published, Traditional publishing has almost closed its doors to your book. It's Traditional publishing is seen from the traditional world. Uh, self-publishing is a bit of a dirty word in the traditional publishing world. They're a bit snobby. Now, there are, of course there are exceptions to the rule, right? Of course there are exceptions. But if you went, for example, to Waterstones with a um, self-published work, they would do everything but look down their nose at you because they have in their head that real work comes from traditional and, and self-published work because the issue is anyone can self-publish so the truth is the standard is variable if i ordered 10 if we together randomly ordered 10 self-published and 10 published works nine out of 10 self-publishing books you could go that's self-published mm. now there are absolutely exceptions to the rule and mark dawson uh, is, an, is a guy who is only doing his stuff self-publishing the guy is making he's killing all the traditional people right yeah. so there is exceptions but on the whole the standard is lower simply because there are less people checking your work as we said before you don't train as hard on your own and in self-publishing people most people won't put themselves through the ringer like your editor will so there is a, a standard difference um But I would highly recommend an agent. Let them do your work. Pay them. Let them do your work.
1: Mm. So, yeah, definitely it's easier through the self-publishing because you just uh, write your work, edit. Then Amazon allows you to download all the formatting um, stuff. So for a cover, for for the book, how it looks, you just drop in there, do small corrections, and you're ready. You upload it uh, to the cloud or whatever they store it do they do they not
0: have any do they have any editing checks or any um uh standard um checks do do, do, do you have to meet any standard criteria
1: they do yeah it's the automated check and it comes Ah. back to you if you've got uh uh, major issues i'm not sure if they're checking grammar and stuff like that because it never, never come back to me but definitely, I had the, had the, had the, uh, formatting issues that popped out. That you know, it, it, it's not accepted by them, and they're changing all the time. So, for example, I had the ebook come back now for Anxious Black Belt. That now they want a on your index uh, the forward uh, the um, introduction being as a chapters. Uh, so I, I done them as not chapters. Right, and right, that's right. flared up yeah okay. um but they I think they do because the book goes for seventy two hours for read, for reading. I don't know if they read in it or not, but it definitely go through the process of checking. They put a lot of effort into checking your um, cover and and book cover because uh, I suppose that's making it easier for them to print them out mm-hmm. uh, but there is few drawbacks of being self-published on Amazon. winning with winning with amazon is a very difficult thing to do so for me uh my anxious blackwell and other book uh sales chart disappeared for six weeks
0: i remember that post that was that was last year sometime wasn't it it just sort of went all your sales went yeah
1: yeah and there was no sales for six weeks but people have been posting pictures i've got your book i've got your book so to prove Amazon that they're doing something wrong, you have to prove it, so I yeah. had to contact all the people, get the uh, serial number of the book, send it to them, they assess it, and they admit or not admit. so I managed to recover six books, but how much they sold without me knowing who knows yeah it's not yeah. not not traceable yeah. and as well, when you order your alphas book, you on the last on the very end <laughs> the least um profitable yeah. person. So yeah. I have to wait about four weeks for my books to arrive when people can buy them online sure. straight away. Yeah. And there's no option to uh schedule the book. So you're publishing either now or not, or or there's no option. Only if you um formally published you can set up the uh premiere date.
0: Okay. okay. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. that's
1: kind of annoying annoying yeah. with them. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, but and it's, it's, I mean, it's a good play. It has given a lot of people a chance to, you know, get it get it out there. Um, it's a sort of do- double-edged sword, isn't it, really? I, I, I mean, I like the stringent checks of the traditional world. Um, but, of course, I've read some really good books in the um, self-published world. I've also read some absolute shockers that you think, just wait until you can write. But also I've read shockers... Not badly written, but I've read shockers out of the traditional world. So it's a sort of like you know depends depends what you want to do with your writing career, I guess, doesn't it really?
1: Yeah, I think you know with the, even with the, the traditional publishing, if you've got enough money to pay your way through, anything can be published, can it?
0: In in traditional publishing?
1: Yeah, yeah. If you you know. know you've a you've a mil- you've a billion billionaire and you want your book published, you're gonna create your own, isn't it? Yeah, book, but but, but that's it's not traditional. Still, self-publishing though. Yeah, I suppose. the beauty
0: with traditional publishing is you can't buy your. You're not buying your own mm. title. You're having, and that's why I like it because you're going through discerning readers, and the discerning reader is the editor, who is often brutal and who usually the editors have been in the business a long time. And and I found that certainly from the rewrites, not massive actually for British millionaire, but the rewrites that came back were really helpful. They actually really helped me improve as a writer. And if you can hook up with an editor who, who you know, likes your stuff and works with you, uh, it does make a difference. Yeah, no, you can't buy your way in. Not well, <laughs> not as far as I know, into traditional stuff. But again, you know, on the, nun- on the um, I'll put these links in. But Mark Dawson is a guy who just trad- he had three books or two books that were traditionally published. And now he only Self-publishes has his own business website. He has a, uh, and I'll put that in the link as well. He has a how to publish or how to grow in a self-publishing world website. It's very good. It's very is is yeah, it's got good I stuff.
1: Know. I'm a member.
0: Oh, okay, Did so he, you know my. You there. So uh, and I do that book funnel thing where he sends you his free books to get you onto his uh, email list. That's cool, isn't it? Book yeah, funnel. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's very yeah.
0: cool. They've so, got yeah. a really
1: good advice. I've, I've I'm using uh, uh I'm probably gonna butcher his name. And uh, David Gagral, Gagral, um, it's Irish guy. I send, I, I send you a like like, Yeah, yeah, there. yeah. It's it's very useful as well from a point of uh, advertising, which I'm not doing yet. I'm gonna start doing with my next book, um, because he was working for Google Ads. Okay. Plus, he's he's a quite successful author as well, uh, but he's writing fiction and so i'm using his stuff well learning his stuff and yeah. he's got a really good free course on that okay it's tot- right. totally free and i found that it gives you the most information in
0: it compared to other free stuff okay but mark yeah, is send that link well. over we'll add it we'll add it to this podcast um okay so let's so we looked a little bit at dealing with critics and i i just want to go back to that a bit because uh, facing criticism uh, is important it's something that people often avoid and I think you're missing a trick if you avoid criticism. Now, there are two things. If you are putting your book up and needing to be liked to validate your worth, then criticism is gonna destroy you. But then I would argue if that's why you're writing, you need to challenge that, right? Because it's a, it's a, that's a losing game, okay? And Dave Sedaris talks about that a great writer who just says, don't, I don't check any critics or reviews. It's not my job. My job is to write. Mm-hmm. Their job is to think what they think of it. And that's a good point, right? And you can't change it. But certainly for me right now, so I'll use my example because it's the one I know. Um, I come, Buddhism there has been done. So now I step into the fiction world and I'm, I'm sitting on 11 refusals so far for Cindy for my next book. Mm-hmm. And, you know, And my agent, Renata, was saying, oh, don't be down. I said, I'm not down at all. I said, for me, I'm getting feedback from some of the biggest publishers in the world, right, who are going, who the feedback is fantastic, mostly positive, but the little negative bits are a chance for me to really improve. But you'll only get that if you don't pull away from the criticism and take it personally. Look at it. Have a little look. See what they're saying. Can you take this out to improve? Because at some point, I think – the writing has to be a little bit about the readers. When we do a first one, that's fine, right? We're just writing, we want to show we can write a book, want to prove to us, that's fine. We've done that. We're sort of over that story. But after that, actually, you do have to take your reader's enjoyment into consideration. Now that doesn't mean write a story that they like, necessarily, but write it well, right? Like You wouldn't teach something badly, so don't keep writing badly. It's fine for the first one, but after that. And that's where I think criticism is good. But from proper, you know, not like someone at some person on Trustpilot who who doesn't know what they're talking about, but from people you respect, people who are discerning readers, editors, take their feedback and learn from it. What do you think? Yep,
1: I think you are right, and I think that, the very beginning at least for me like like you said you can only judge from from your own perspective um it it hurts <laughs> it mm-hmm. hurts the first the first few negative comments heads for me it was very painful um but you have to learn from it you know i decided to to go and do that um to have feedback like you as well the same in martial arts you're going to the teacher to have that correction, yeah, You cannot be pat on your back all the time because then oh. you drifting away into the dream world. Yeah. Um. So I, uh, because I suffered from a low self-esteem anyway, so being judged is something which I dread. But the only way to overcome it is to be exposed more and more to it. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Um. So you know, it, it is it is painful, and and some it depends how it's re- written. You know, you've got the people. Who just want to hurt you, and it doesn't matter what you're gonna do. It's gonna be one, tick, putting you know one star and not leaving a comment because just because, or they're gonna be trying to troll you or whatever because whatever issues they've got. So you have to discard that and just you know, it's, it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's three kinds of people in the world: the ones who're gonna love your work, those who're gonna hate your work, and those who don't care. I can't remember who told me that, but, you know, that's the three things, and I'm going with those three things. So from those who love, get the confirmation and, you know, pat on the back, you're feeling great. From the second one, filter those who've got the valuable information for you and improve upon that. You know, you read it, you take it. Try to not take it personally. Um, Just focus on on the advice, uh, Mm -hmm. and like you do, write again or correct whatever you need to try your best, and then discard those who have nothing really meaningful to say and just try to hurt you. So that's kind of my approach. And actually now, funny thing, because as I was fearing of negativity, I've got it a lot. That's kind of the law of attraction there in in action. And now when I embrace, I (laughs) actively invite haters, give me more, give me more. I have none.
0: It disappeared. It's the old bully bully thing. Once you say to the bully, let's go, then let's do it. I might lose this, but let's go. Suddenly, they're not so keen. It's the resistance they want.
1: Yeah. So now I embrace, I've got actually uh, my YouTube want to do a hate project. And no volunteers. Nobody wants to. (laughs) No
0: one wants to come on board.
1: So, you know, you have to overcome that, that first. It's like in martial arts. If you don't know. How is to be punched in the face? You fear of it. When you be punched 10 times, well, it might be painful later, but let's go with it. That's the fun of, you know, to not get punched or get punch others. And the same with the the critics, you know, first few heads and then you get immunity. just like, yeah, okay, what can I take value from it, you know? Why I've been punched in the face? A, because I didn't dodge. B, I wasn't quick enough. So same with writing. My writing wasn't good. That's what not people expected. Maybe I misread what I really wanted to re- to write, and you know.
0: But that's part that's part of proved. the author's journey, right? That's and the key is though, but it is. It's just a matter of not taking the punches or the difficult times. Not just you know you got to learn or, or don't learn from it. But if you don't, you won't move forward. If you do, you'll be infinitely. You'll be a different writer in a year's time than you are today. If if you take the feedback. Which leads us on to a thing I added to this list, actually, called shouting from your rooftop about self-promotion in a busy world. Because now this is where we are kind of in bed on this, whether we're from the traditional world or we're in the um, self-publishing world. We're both relatively unknown authors right? in, in the grand scheme of global uh, book sales. So we're nobody <laughs> in the nicest yeah. sense of the world. So So therefore, we have to self-promote. Right. You have to, you have to, you have to be the one who talks about your book and, and, and shares your book and stuff. Now, of course, that is a double edged sword, right? Because once as we go, as soon as we go public, and that's fair enough, as soon as you, you know, put on your kind of bow tie and stuff, you go public, you put your head above the parapet. So you, you it's there to be shot at. Mm. And, and so you, you, that's another thing which will kind of invoke criticism, but self, Marketing, self promotion. No one else is going to do it. And trust me, when you get into a publishers, you're not suddenly there's there's a pecking order in the publishers as well, right? So you're not suddenly, oh, uh, you know, I'm Paulo Coelho. They're going to do everything they can. I'm like Matt Jardine, and they who I didn't even know this guy is. So you still have to do your own work. So what sort of stuff would you say? to read uh, to listeners about, you know, self-promotion without, without beating it over everyone's head because that's, that's not fun. Um,
1: so I tried many things. Uh, again, you know, my writing is not perfect on the post as we talked uh, talk earlier. So I tried to be true to myself, you know, so people get what I get. It took me a long time um, to get in my head that I need to promote myself because nobody is going to do it. I hate spamming people, but to the degree you need to do it to the people. If the people tell you stop, you stop. But you have to go out there because, like you said, nobody knows us. And we need to build that rapport with people and promote yourself. So I tried to pay ad- for advertising, which completely backfired on me. And then when I found that guy, David, he said, you know, it's no point you advertising and doing uh, paid promotions with one book because there's nothing to do the snowball effect. Start when you've got three books published and then one going to be perpetuating the other one.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a really, yeah.
1: So, you know, save yourself money, do engaging posts in a Facebook and that worked best for me. Not so much, here's my book, buy it, here's my book, buy it, but write something about it, you know. I had a really successful campaign when I went to do my dentist trips into Poland. So I thought, why not take the reader into of the place photos of happened. where you'd
0: written from. Yeah. yeah, I saw it. I saw it. Yeah, it was good. And that was, and that was hugely popular. You know, yeah. people loved it. It's, a, it's another story. It's another narrative. Mm. It's not a sales pitch. It's a narrative. And that's what ultimately readers are buying into or listeners or viewers. That's what they want is the narrative to take them out of their own worlds, right?
1: Yeah. So that, that's, I, I'm sure you said that to me, but maybe somebody else that, you know. That's going to definitely
0: have been me. <laughs> if it's good advice, it was mine. If it was someone else, <laughs> bad advice is definitely someone
1: else. <laughs> because because I, I tried to do the dry posts, you know, um, and that didn't work. And then I think I'm sure you said that to me, you know. People love stories. Yeah. Instead of writing how it is, write how it is, but put it in the context of a story. Yeah. So now I'm trying to either put a story into my post. Or talk about the somebody's story. Like, I don't know if you see seen my yesterday's post about the examination.
0: I didn't see that yet. No, no, I haven't so, seen so that.
1: We, we, so we had the, one of our friends. we got a panel of grading for different styles. And, oh. and a student there was doing everything within the syllabus Oh yes I did
0: about what what would you do Yes 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 yeah, I, yeah. I I remember I I briefly looked at it before this interview actually so I didn't fully take it all in if I'm completely honest So it's so, so it's a
1: means of a re- real story into asking you what would you do Yeah yeah And and in that way you are engaging people to think and then maybe they're going to be interested in your story and get your book Yeah 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 So yeah. I kind nice. of try to do that you know just just put something interesting not just be bluntly buy my book, you know, you yeah. need to buy my book because it's blah, blah, blah. No. But, you know, just, but you have to go out there and, and you have to do, and I think I overdone it because I had a uh, few feedback from the groups that uh, people considering my stuff as a spam, more into the realms of a podcast and, uh, and a YouTube channel. So I just withdrawn from that groups. Yeah. And funny enough, again, contrary to what I was thinking, by me withdrawing from that groups, my karate from mental health group exploded
0: yeah 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 literally people
1: one. who literally people who valued my work went oh he's gone
0: we're going with him well absolutely it's a self-selecting uh filter i agree and actually um one of my black girls, alice who's who works at youtube she's one of the big guns at youtube but she actually um rec- this is not just youtube advice but she said it thinking about the whole um social media platforms right how whatever they are She said, ultimately, you want to try and shrink your social media platforms. You don't want 400 here, 100. Get them down Mm. to one place where they come. And absolutely right. So she said, yes, promote. But ultimately, get them into one thing, which is your home, so that people are not fractured. They press press on one button and all your stuff's now. there. of course, now you and I are in different worlds because you can't just, you know, our martial arts is quite a different beast from our authorship. Mm. Uh, Of course, they cross. Of course, they affect us. But they can be, you, you know, some things don't cross brand right but you're right if you if we focus you find that more people will come over to uh men, you know martial arts for mental health, karate for mental health and you'll have a much bigger bigger following
1: yeah and as well just what, what your your friend said i narrowed my platforms i you know i tried to grab too many things being instagram twitter uh was the new one the tiktok uh, facebook and now i'm you know, free profiles on Facebook because you've got a club because you no, that's too much of my time being wasted of trying managing everything. Yeah, yeah. So I st- deleted extra, you know, club pages, deleted, all went to uh Lesbukka Karate Kakarate jutsu. Yeah. Uh stopped doing uh TikTok because it's not for me. I don't enjoy doing it and oh. just not interested in it. And just I've got the Facebook because the old people sit there and I'm an old person now. I'm and that's what I enjoy, and that's what I've got the best feedback from people. Yeah. And because of that, I have to be honest, most of my sales are through the Facebook. For people who came to my profile, uh, maybe somebody read and invited them, and they're interested in the book. Yeah. Because I don't advertise yet. So I know that the 90% of my sales are through my posts engaging with other people and just have a meaningful conversation
0: that's the key it's the engagement having meaningful conversations because the only the only problem with the social media i'm the same as you i i'm on facebook because i'm i'm an old geezer like you i'm on instagram i have a twitter account that i have a following but i'm not a i'm not a huge twitter it's it's attached to attached to one of my accounts i think or it's attached to one of my blog posts so it goes there automatically something something like that but really facebook and instagram work for me because that with sort of that generation right um but what was i was i thinking There was a thought there i can't remember what the thought was oh yeah so i don't i don't do the sort of the TikToky stuff and all that sort of business but what i have realized with social media is of course it's a tiny bubble because you're, the algorithms only show you essentially 25 people. So our community isn't as it was. So we're selling to a... Yeah, yeah. So at some point, and I've been thinking about this tons and when that happens, we, to, to make social media a, a kind of a proper platform, we will have to invest because that's what, that's what they're doing. They are making yeah. you have to buy for ads. And I, I don't, you know, I'm reading a few things on that at the moment and I don't read it too much because I just want to write. <laughs> Which, yeah
1: but i'm I'm the same i I'm not really good with even if i read something about advertising, it doesn't translate to my action. I no. can't put that in action in my head yeah. but I found, speaking about John John. Uh, the guy who just published the book with would kind of listen to me a little bit and doing okay. everything opposite what I said to him. Uh, but <laughs> but he's a really good he went through the he had a course for advertising and he's quite successful in his martial arts school. So we had the agreement that you know he's gonna show me how to do it and give me advice. So I'm hoping that's gonna bring so you know sourcing people like yourself, team, uh, to help you with stuff you can do. So okay. you know I, I realized that I'm not very good with advertising i need help so you need to reach out somewhere but i don't agree with you know i try to get famous people uh the sales people to get me and the first question is oh do you teach children no oh then he's gonna have very difficult for you from karate so yeah. well i know that i don't need that kind of yeah, advice I, uh, and yeah. you're charging me a couple of grand for a uh, posting stuff so
0: yeah no, i, I right. don't i also i prefer what you said earlier i don't like all that influencer stuff i like what you said earlier uh creating context for meaningful conversations because mm. that's how we were let's say we didn't going back to invisible currencies actually even buddhist millionaire let's say we didn't have all this and you and i just met for tea as mates and just chatted and then someone wanted to heal and we invited them over that's actually no matter how fancy all this technology gets that's still how people connect and make decisions. Not yeah. re- and I'm not a big fan of the influence saying, oh, I read how, really? I don't care if you read it or not. I do care that a friend read it and liked it and they made the changes and improved their life. So yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, I just, you know, meaningful conversations, you're right. That's, that's the way forward always.
1: You know, for me, that's the only way really that the Anxious Black Belt worked uh, and sold as well as it sells because people just read it and thought that's honest story. I'm going to put that on Facebook. And, and that's why it. I liked
0: it because it's an hmm. honest, truthful story. That's, that's why I, it got my kind of five stars for that. Hmm. And I hmm. think that speaks, that speaks volumes. I really do.
1: Yeah. But, well, you know, I, I didn't ask anybody to, you know, go and influencers, I give you a book and then, um, you know, you promote it for stuff. I, yes, I, you know, I done, done some promotions, get some copies to people, but you know, It just, because it is what it is. It either worked or not. I really didn't have expectations of such a success. I was reading all this. That's the other thing. Maybe when you start writing, that should be on the beginning. Not necessarily read the advice. Um, Read some advice, but don't be um, taken aback by it.
0: Yeah. Don't, don't don't not, feel you have to do three years of reading all the advice before you write something. Yeah. It's better to write something poorly with no advice than to wait three years. Apart from this, apart from this podcast, listen to this yeah. first. <laughs> that's all you
1: know. No, but in I, in particular, I I read that the the average for self published uh, sales, it's twenty five to fifty books, and that's it. Right. Yeah. Because your 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 family, your friends support you read it and that dies out yeah so that was my my expectation yeah i'm out for i'm gonna have 50 book sales but you know i'm selling about two three books a day for over a year i oh. never imagined that that's gonna be a thing gonna happen and you know mm-hmm. another motivation to write it is that you know maybe a little money it is because the profit as you know um in self-published books is minimal yeah it's difficult um, to make a full-time income unless you're into
0: hundreds of thousands or millions because it's it's yeah it's tricky right
1: yeah but you know even that 30 quid a month coming for something you've done nice right it just makes you feel happy
0: i don't get much more than that off hardest path because that's what i know five years old or something like that and so and it comes from the states and all that sort of stuff so i get it's kind of similar royalties you know hundreds rather than thousands but that's still nice that's still nice okay. to say. I mean, I don't particularly want to have a Buddhist millionaire because we're on a different thing now, but certainly that's still something that you've done that you've gone and you've built and you go, oh, okay, that's coffee money. That'll do. That's cool. I'll take yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. So,
1: ah. you, you know, that, and, and I think that's the, the, the big gratification, not that you've got the money, but you're seeing that sales keep going. is a year and a half yeah. later yeah. and people still appreciate my work.
0: Yeah. Maybe but it's that is not the thing about it. That is the thing about a book, isn't it? It's a, it's a legacy product that can just keep. That is one of the advantages to writing. It's not why I write them. I just love to write, but it is one of the advantages, something that kind of gift that can potentially keep on giving.
1: Yeah, it's just, you know, somebody in 200 years is going to look, hey, that's a shit book. Who was Les Bubka? But I'm still there.
0: I'm still remembered. But also, you also people. at some point, like even you will look back on your own books as I do on mine and go, Really, really? How did that sell? in? Yeah. But that's as it should be. You can't, like so many people are frozen knowing that'll happen, but you go, of course that is. You know, you show me an author of 50, 60 books, high level authors, right? Who don't look back on their first works and go, mm. Stephen King says there's these, I think, I is it Stephen King? I'm sure it was. If it wasn't Stephen King, I'm sorry. But if I think it was Stephen King said, there isn't a book that he's written that he wouldn't rewrite. You know, that he couldn't improve now. But I'm not the same writer I was when I wrote HP. Of course. But I'm not the same martial artist. Does that mean I would never start? Because, you know, you have to be at A to get to Z. And there's no shame in whatever we've done before. Absolutely. And if you make some pennies while you're there, job done. I need to tell you about something that I want you to follow. This is, this is now advice to you and to everyone. Give me one second on my website. This, oh, this is genius, man. Oh, here it is okay so next step up i've been thinking about um i want a book award I want oh, congratulations. A, no 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 i didn't i want one i didn't win one i want one all oh, right i want one i want to win a book award because that's just another goal right and i found this amazing blog post which had all the book awards around the world and there's this software called book award here it is book award pro that connects authors to the potential, I guess they're competitions, are they? I guess mm-hmm. that you can enter for book awards. I mean, you're not guaranteed to win, of course, I'm but mean, it's a I'm fantastic <laughs> bit of kit. It's a fantastic bit of kit. And it so it takes so you 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 enter your book, as it were, to this platform, and then they kind of analyze and you do it, you do a book interview and an author interview, right? It's short, mm-hmm. online, and it links you up with. You know the awards that you can go for. So yeah, that's a that's a great. And you, that's the other thing. You don't realize these things exist until you realize they exist. Unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, I'm in. I, I'll, I'll send you. I'll, <laughs> I'll send you the link. It's very interesting. I've started using it. It's very. I've, I've entered two already. I would entered one before. I was into entered into the um, award called the Hoffa Award. I don't know if I've won anything yet. But um, but that's another thing. But that's a validation thing, right? But also from a marketing point of view you know that aside to be able to put award-winning author does make a difference it does you know i i think it makes a difference when you see it on reviews and you know obviously it's not the turner prize award or you know nobel peace prize or anything like that but it's better than nothing all right yeah um, yeah,
1: Cool. Other thing with the with the kind of reviews, it's you know I I, I submitted uh, my book into all all sorts of things, and I see you on a good good Goodreads as well. Goodread- and I had, yeah. I had a four point five stars from a Goodreads, which is, uh, I suppose for me, I'm very happy with that. Nice. So I was going to say to you, if you're not
0: on Goodreads, uh, get on Goodreads. I've been actually working a little bit harder on my Goodreads over the last week because I didn't really use Goodreads, if I'm honest. I used it as a reader. But I've now. Uh, do you know that you can join as an author?
1: Uh, I did join as an author and uh, okay. and I send it, uh sended the book for a review. Yeah. From the few people, the four point five stars.
0: Okay. Which yeah, nice. No, no. So that's good. Good Goodreads is good because again, what also Goodreads does, it levels you up, it puts you in a slightly different world. You're around a lot. You're su- again, surround yourself by people that you want to be like. So in Goodreads, that's you're great. surrounded by books that are just much better than yours, much better than mine, much better than the next guy's. And that's the way to rise. That's the way to rise right. by being surrounded by that. And I've so we move out of our small ponds into a kind of much bigger pond. Uh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. All right, listen, let's take it to this then. Um about upping your game right so let's say so a lot of you guys good if you're writing a a book great get it done but let's talk to those who now okay you've written a book right you've kind of got over that first hurdle well done no matter how good or bad the book is you've done it so you've proved you can sit down for i don't know 50 60 70 80 90 100 words whatever you're writing and you can write it so now what do you want to be the one hit wonder do you want Do you just want to say, look, Mum, I've done it. I've written a book and that's also cool. But for those who want to go on, what now? Les? So uh, I'm really
1: bad at that. On my content, I'm really bad with coming up with ideas. So I sat down and thought, what do I want to do? What do I want to write about? Empty. <laughs> Empty in head as, as ever. But... Um, as in the other content, I, I looked for what people say. And it comes up that people want the second part of anxious black belt. Lots of messages coming. Oh, it's gonna be continuation after you move into UK. So then I thought people were asking, you know, because that was kind of, I kind of started that karate for mental health movement, which now there's several books about it, which is great. It's more more uh, kind of awareness. But people was asking, you know, what that is for, how you using it. So I'm nearly finished uh, the the second book, which is gonna be following of Anxious Blackbird, but from a perspective of people who are working with me, or I work with them. So it's just re- responding to demand from your readers. You know, if you've got the following, and you know what they expect of you, then you can write on that wave and A, progress your writing, B, make people happy. Mm-hmm. So this one's gonna be uh, interviews with the students who benefit from karate for mental health and how they see the anxious black belt from the other side of the barricade, if that makes mm-hmm. sense.
0: Yeah, 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 nice. And, so, you've, but, so you've directly responded to your sort of readers, not requests as such, but feedback.
1: Yeah, and, and as well, you know, people just give me ideas. So I don't like, you've seen my um, post on um, April Fool the dark side of the karate uh, navigating the shitstorm. Yeah, I had yeah, so yeah. many messages where people can buy it and um, I should write in it, it that I'm halfway through it now, but well, it's going to be, um, I call it, it's going to be toilet read.
0: Toilet so read. It's
1: gonna <laughs> be be nice. Yeah. It's just based really, I didn't realize how many stories about organizations I can tell. And all the bad sides of it so i'm just writing a really short chapters this happens take away all the names organizations be aware be aware be aware toilet
0: guides to um <laughs> to avoiding organizations <laughs> organizations ah, that's good that's good so yeah, okay so you've directly responded that's that's a good idea um for me just from my perspective of course i'm you know that's what i'm doing for a living so that's what i want to do my my next step i mean i wrote uh, hardest path. And as soon as I wrote that, I knew, of course, I was already writing or I was already uh, making the lessons from the hardest path, fitting them into my life, which is what how mm-hmm. to be a British billionaire is about. And then after that, um, I've now taken on fiction at uh, the advice of something my agent said. And then um, what Sherry said, I'd sat with my agent in a meeting and um, she said, "Why do you write nonfiction?" I said, "Well, I enjoy it, but also as a teacher, I think I'm a teacher who will only teach about what I've done. Right? If I can't walk the walk, I won't. I won't teach it. And I feel that's the same about writing. It needs to be true. And for me, fiction isn't true." And she stopped me right there because she's a she's a literary agent. She said, "You'll find that some of the best truths have come through the lies of fiction." And I he mm. got me. I left that meeting thinking, "Man, I'd never really. I mean, I've always read." read fiction, obviously, but I'd never thought about it like that. And Sherry, you know, Les, my wife, she'd always said, I think you'd be really good at fiction. Why don't you try it? And like you, I was, to be honest, I was a bit nervous because now you're upping the level again now because the, you know, the talk around town is that fiction is even harder to get published. I don't know yet. We'll find out so far. I haven't got a deal, but we'll find out. But I found that I love it. I love it. And for me, it's really a chance to, to develop another craft, which is, you know, big time storytelling. And also you can go from potentially fiction into screenplay. I know they're different beasts, but you understand the structure of a story yeah. and the, the versatility of writing fiction is quite interesting. And I thought, I, I probably think that when I do do my next nonfiction books, they'll have a narrative, there'll be narrative nonfiction So i'll use what i've used in fiction and use it for non-fiction so they have a little bit more fullness uh, but yeah go on i i
1: kind of afraid of uh, non-fiction i've got a really good memory but very short so i'm sure the first chapter i'm gonna not remember what i said in the second chapter and so on yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah, because a lot lot of fiction is about the way through that is why you shriven actually it's about planning about like so, so they, they call them plotters and panthers, and plotted the people who know where they're going and plan it out, and the pantsers kind of go from the seat of their pants. I'm more of a fact. The last two novels were very much planned. <laughs> I know where they were going. This one, because it's much more, it's about um uh the suicide of young men, and so this one is much more emotive for me. In fact, the others were very emotional as well. But this one's heavy, right? So I'm having to feel where this goes, I can't plan particularly where this one's going. I know where it ends, but right now I'm letting the characters come out. But fiction, you should have a couple of goes at small fiction things because it also really helps your non-fiction. It, che- it puts a different aspect and it's, it's, very, it's very interesting, very, very interesting project.
1: I've, I've got four to do now, so four, four books started, but I
0: will. Four go. you've got four on the move. Do you, do, do you have yeah, a few but- to go at the same time?
1: Yes, yes, unfortunately, that's how my mind, you know. I wake up one o'clock at night and have an idea for one book and write it down, but um, yeah, all are um uh, mental health related. So, one which is gonna be out of the realms of uh martial arts is the what as a father, a full time dad, or house husband is gonna be called, um, is going through with children, you know. I, I see the change now within the far four years since we've got Max in how in UK, the, for example, um, toilet changes for babies are changing. Because when we started to go to the national parks, there was no changing facilities in men's toilets. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Now that's it's nearly everywhere. Yeah. You know, and I, I came with Max to um, play, which is NHS organized, and I've been told, sorry, it's for women only. You know, if somebody said, now it's men only, You will be crucified. Yeah, exactly. There's no way. And the justification was that, oh, because women want to talk about birth and stuff. Well, I've been there. I've seen it. I helped. And it's about my child, not about parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, but this is, it's kind of took very slow turn with all the martial arts writing, which is easier. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But we'll see, you know. But yeah, I'm definitely going to try to do some nonfiction because it's a challenge, and what are we without a challenge? Yeah, like in martial uh, arts, you have to do uh, to go up, not not exactly, level, exactly, absolutely right. All right, man. Listen,
0: so we're we're coming towards the end. I think um, we've had a good chat. Hopefully, people have had a chance to um, pick some stuff up from us. But let's—I know this is impossible to do, right? But let's—if um, we could leave uh, listeners with one piece of writing advice, right? One piece of writing advice only. It's a tough one. <laughs> what would you, what would you say this?
1: Uh, just do it. Just do it and see what happens. You yeah. know, if, if it doesn't work, actually, I use that to the, to, to, to John, um, if you're not going to write, if you write the book and people don't like it, what is going to change in your life? For me, nothing. I'm still going to be less. I'm still going to have my family. And I have no harm done, except I may be embarrassed myself. But well, that's good for me anyway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what would you What? What advice you would Hey give? Mine, Mine's similar, man. Mine would be write the bloody book. Get on! Stop! Mm-hmm. Stop messaging me about a book you'd like to read and write. it. <laughs> if you want real advice, that's that's cool, and you want my help and support always. But you've got to do the writing. There's nothing I'm going to say that is going to avoid you. I'm sit down and write your bloody book. Right, you lot. I'm going to wrap it up there. Listen, Les. I, you know, we could. There are whole subjects we could do whole podcasts on on writing because mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of info. So today was just for, for you know generalities really for everyone but all of you are out there whether you're writing whatever I've got I've got mates who are kind of my age or like 48 who are you know starting in in music bands do what you've always wanted to do why because life's short Um, I was the other day on a online funeral for to someone special to someone very close to me and you realize and and uh, you realize how fleeting life can be so don't hang around eh don't hang around do what you want to do you don't have to be any good at it but there is a guarantee if you don't do it you won't get good at it and if you do do it well oh, you may with a bit of work get good at it as always i say this every podcast without apology share this stuff why because you know someone who needs to hear it. It's not about likes and platforms. If you want to like and build my platform, fine, go ahead. But mainly share it with someone that you that you love and that you want to help. And uh, I will see you all in the next episode. All right, take care, lots of love, bye.